Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 186, Casual Recap. I serve as your humble, oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's brand new episode. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you can find podcast the purple pants podcast awaits for you to hit subscribe write a review and give your baby boy some five stars what's the tea purple pants posse how has everyone been doing we back with a brand new episode i'm a little sad i woke up sunday morning and i was so excited because i was like oh it's p valley and it's no more p valley i wanted to see uncle cliff and little murder but, you know, baby boy had an enjoyable weekend, uh, hung out with some friends, chilled. Also, I had the opportunity. I was reading, you know, scrolling on the Instagram like your baby boy do. And I followed this uh, account called Philly Black Pride, which is an account for black queer people in the Philadelphia area, giving us resources, updates on just different stuff besides like 
Philadelphia Black Gay Pride, but just other things going on in the LGBTQ plus community, specifically for Black queer people. And about two weeks ago, I saw them post that they were holding a monkey pox vaccination two weeks ago. And I was like, oh my God, I should do it. But I, you know, just life took me away and I didn't get an opportunity. And then earlier in the week, I saw them doing it again and baby boy signed up i said listen let me be proactive and i was actually able to get the monkeypox vaccine this weekend and i was like a little nervous uh about sharing just because i was like i don't know if i should share this but i think that it's important you know on this purple pants podcast i'm very transparent and monkeypox is going around it's not like the numbers are decreasing the numbers are increasing and it happens to be affecting the lgbtq plus community at a much higher rate and although the cdc has not released numbers i can only imagine that i feel like black and brown people are higher of those numbers and so which is why the philly black pride wanted to get awareness out to the uh black gay community for us to get vaccinated and you know i think that it's really important especially when you look at the numbers of the people that it's affecting um it is affecting a lot higher of queer men uh, than anyone else. And so it's just really important. And it also kind of sort of makes me sad because I feel like monkeypox is going around and I don't feel as though I see as much media coverage or people talking about it. Um, you know, it's it's similar to COVID. I felt like COVID was all over and it was like, you know, that the topic of a lot of news and different informations. But I feel like because monkeypox right now happens to be affecting the LGBTQ plus community. First of all, I feel like people are labeling it like it is a, a gay virus, which it's not. Let's just be clear on that. However, the numbers in um, our community happen to be a little higher. So I feel like, you know, it's not getting a lot of coverage. And so I, you know, when I saw the opportunity, I thought out the information. And I just felt like it was important for me to get it uh, because I go out, you know, I you happen to frequent you know gay clubs you know with my friends Derek and I and just like you know and it is a disease that you can get um, through touch and they are labeling it a STI however it is not necessarily a sexually transmitted disease it can be transmitted by touch and so you know if I'm going out and rubbing up against people by you know trying to get to the bar walking to the bathroom I just want to make sure that I protect myself as much as possible and I like to just spread the information uh, to the posse so make sure you guys in whatever city that you're in you know you can contact your health department and see if they are the vaccines are available and if they are you know make your own choice but you know your baby boy over here said listen let me go on and get this because i am not playing and i just think it's important for especially our queer men and especially my queer men of color uh to take advantage when you can uh to get this vaccine because i've been watching on tiktok and instagram of people uh that have had the virus and the scars from it. it it's just a lot and so i want my posse to stay safe so i'm just spreading uh you know the information and I, I got the vaccine and felt fine. I had like a little bit of a headache and my arm was red uh, for the majority of the weekend. But other than that, I felt fine. And it is a two part vaccine. And so I'm supposed to get it again in four weeks. However, they were explaining to me that because the 
the dosage of the monkeypox is so scarce. They really want to ensure that they try to get as many people to get the first dose as possible. Um, so I'll, you know, we'll keep you posted when I get my email, hopefully in four weeks for me to get my second dose. Uh, but yeah, you know, just reporting back to the posse and keeping you posted. Um, but other than that, you know, I just had a real low key chill type of weekend. I got a lot of things coming up on the horizon next week and I'll fill you in on all about that. And also, you know, if you know, you know, and if you know what time of year this is, then you know, you should be expecting an announcement from your baby boy really soon. So keep your ears to the internets, to my Twitter and my Instagram, uh, because if you know what's coming, you should by now. Uh, but yes, but I'm really excited for this week's episode. It is giving a casual tea episode. Your baby boys, Bryce and Amon have, we haven't gotten together in a while. So I said, listen, Amon, it's time we got to give the posse what they want. So we are covering Irv Gotti and Ashanti this week. We are covering Dwayne Wade filing uh, legal motions for Zaya Wade. We are talking about the Warris Freya, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, Britney Spears and Kevin Federline, you know, the OnlyFans model, Courtney Taylor, Wendy Williams, and some Big Brother updates are on this week's Casual Tea. So listen, it's a juicy one. You know, we got the church announcements and the free of the week so listen let's get this podcast well let's get this casual recap popping On this week's church announcements, just want to give you a friendly reminder. If you don't know, you know, Wendell and I have been covering CBS, the Challenge USA over there on Wendell's YouTube page. And every Friday or Saturday on the Purple Pants Posse, we is covering the Challenge USA and it's really good. We've also been getting some exit interviews. So make sure if you haven't already check, go back and listen to them podcasts or head over to Wendell Holland's YouTube page and watch the video of us acting a fool because you know your baby boy is cray 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 but listen let's keep the menu rolling let's get into the casual tea it's a casual tea with Amon and B 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 And we are back this week. It's been a long time since I left you, but we're back with the casual tea with Aman and B welcoming back to the podcast. I had to snatch him away from the live fees for 2.3 seconds because, you know, this is giving very much the heat of Big Brother. So, you know, during this time, Aman does not wash. He does not bathe. He doesn't take care of his normal hygiene. He is glued to the live feed. And reporting live over there on RHAP and on his Twitter. Welcome back for the casual tea, baby boy Aman. 
I mean, <laughs> normally you could say all of that, but for the past few weeks, man, something else has happened in my life that uh, has taken a lot of the attention away from the live feeds. So Uh-oh. all I have to say oh. is... oh. Tip, tip, tip on hardwood floors. Ten, ten, tens across the board. Oh. Give me face, 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 face. Yeah, your face card never declines. My God. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I mean, now you know I want to ask a little bit more, but I don't know how much you are wanting to share with the posse. What got your attention, baby boy? Beyonce, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Not this. It Not must. This. It must be the cash because it ain't your face. Okay. <laughs> yes, Renaissance. I guess we haven't talked since Renaissance. I am assuming that you have been loving it, Bryce. When I tell you that I have just been on a high ever since this album has come out, it's really just been ugh. like I. I talk to everybody about it. I've like listened to it with friends at least three times now. We had a potluck dinner this past oh. uh, weekend. <laughs> Not a potluck dinner. We had Wait. a potluck dinner this past week, and Renaissance was the set list. When I tell you that I am obsessed with this album, when I tell you that I have no shame now that it's been out for almost a month, I have no shame and no qualms with calling Renaissance Beyonce's best body. Oh, ah, well, I mean, I might have to disagree with best body of work as a solo artist, as a as a solo artist. Yes, I'm sorry. I I mean, OK, so child, this ain't how to catch what he's supposed to go. No, don't get me wrong. <laughs> now, I love the renaissance, um, but I don't know if I will go as far as saying it's her best body of work for I me. I know it's a very controversial statement. I but, know. And I know that I know that not everyone's going to agree. And that is perfectly <laughs> OK. But, that but as is, far as you're concerned, as far as I am concerned. Uh, and, you know, and you want to know why? Like, yeah, I'm tell so us. Tell us. why I feel this way is because normally I, and I have no problem with, you know, exchanging thoughts with other fans, with other fans and everything. I'm, I'm all here for the conversation, but normally, you know how like sometimes when you get, you get real sensitive about your faves mm-hmm. and you just need to like prove the point and be like, no, cause this, 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 and here's the stats here. Here's the numbers here. This, that, and the third, here's all the evidence as to why this is the, I don't even feel like I have to do that. Like, I don't feel like I have to do it. I just feel it in my soul. Oh, well, and it's and- just, Oh, and I also feel like when you are debating with other fans, I don't think stats really matter. I hate someone that's like, well, this album had four. Like, I don't care what a number one say. I'm so like, so like, no, I do agree with you on that um, because I feel like it's how the body of work speaks to you. And again, I right. will say that what I do love very much about uh, the Renaissance album and the more and more I listen to it, um, I do. I pick up on a lot more things. But listen, this is a very uh gay friendly and by gay black gay (laughs) man friendly album it is like a a lot of it is you know house music but we know house music um, has come from the ballroom community um, Mm -hmm. in the black gay community and so like there are a lot of just different references and a lot of different things um, that she is talking about that I feel like are specifically to the black queers and so I love it Um, I just 
feel like at times when I like when the album first came out, I got up in the well, I was going to stay up, but then you know I child, you know, a little little herbal remedy had put me on down. And so <laughs> I got up the next morning and like I was listening to it and it was like hard for me to get into it because it's like 9 a.m. in the morning and she mm-hmm. going off. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? This just isn't the time for me right now. Let me like, you know, when I am later in the day. And mm-hmm. so like I like I gave it a good listen and I like I liked it. But then the more and more I listened to it, I was like, oh, I like the song. I like the song. I like the song. I like the song. I like the transition. So I, I agree with you that the album is great I don't know if I would and I mean for me the the only I guess for me I just my favorite Beyonce project is probably her self-entitled Beyonce the the Mm -hmm. original the first one the Um, game changer yes I feel like that one is a great one I feel like B-Day is a great one I ain't really like the double disc opera one Um, I thought the (laughs) May was great like you know so I don't know I think that maybe Beyonce self-entitled album like the experience that you are having with Renaissance I feel like back in my day I had that experience with oh don't get me wrong self-title is that girl man like self-title I will never forget when that shit dropped I will never forget that night I will never ever forget that night it was just such a moment and this might sound like a little like people might like roll their eyes with what I'm about to say next because it just kind of doesn't make sense I truly feel like self-titled Oh, oh my god, god. I, feel, I feel so scared to say this oh god oh because it's just so because people get okay. in their feelings about this stuff I do think that self-title really is one like uh, like I feel like it's Beyonce's like establishing moment where it's like that this like it she named it Beyonce for a reason because it was like I am Beyonce bitch mm. and like and can't nobody do what I can do I think that's probably like, one of the most literally one of the most titular moments of her career and i think lemonade is such an artistic expression Mm -hmm. um and it says so much for what it is to be a black woman in the united states so i think lemonade is really such a loving loving piece of work that deserves all of the reverence and respect that it gets and it was her best piece of art up to that date but i think what makes renaissance just so enticing for me aside from all of like the queer queer elements that are in it um and such the love letter that it is to the black gay community and the trans community and all of that i just feel like it really is just something that we've never seen from her before and she really studied she studied this yes i i can i i will agree with that i also think that uh Another reason, and this is just me, I won't go too deep, but, you know, Amana and I are friends and, you know, we talk. And I also think that at a point in where you are at in your life right now and mm-hmm. some of the things that you have shared, I think the messaging in... Renaissance I think it I think that that is why it is speaking to your soul so much because it's like you know it is telling you to be you it's telling you that you are enough it is telling you that like be who you are it's telling you to live in this it's like I I just think that a lot of the messages are a lot of the messages that I be pouring into you and I think that like this is exactly what you need to hear so I also think that that adds another layer uh, to uh, Oh my God, Bryce. I'm actually crying right now. Like, why are we talking? This is not supposed to be happening. I just just wanted to stand real quick. That's all I wanted to do. But like, oh my God. I think, no, but I think you're right. It's just, 
Oh man, like, yeah, like it's it, uh, it's it's self affirming, and it, it's really a self affirming album. And it, it and again, like you you know a lot like the church girl cozy, and it's really about like first of all, it's about loving yourself. It's about putting yourself first. It's about like we ain't worried about these ninjas out here that don't really know how to care about us or love on us or like this is the reason why I want to love on you. And like so, there are just so many aspects of the album, and it is weird because. When I started to get into the album, I thought of you on like three or four different songs, but we have yet to talk. And I know that we was going to talk about this. So the fact that you are standing for this album, for me, it just makes perfect sense. And I think that like I think about the universe and I think about when songs and different things come out. Um, I think that it really aligns with where we can be at in life and I think that Renaissance is and I just love the fact that you are saying that you're on you've been on this for a month now because I think that that's what you needed I think that that like might have been the little kick in the butt to let you know that like affirming all the things that like you know need to be affirmed with you I think that that is for me it makes me want to like, okay, podcast over. Let me go get back in the Renaissance and let me see like how I'm feeling. But I just, I, that is what comes to my mind uh, and makes me happy when I hear you saying how much this resonates with you because I think that it should. And you already know how I feel uh, about that subject with you because yeah, like I, you, you should be digesting these songs. You should be blasting them to the thing. Cause listen, Okay, face card never gets denied. <laughs> I yeah, I, I it really just it came at the perfect time, and I just, uh, I I know that not everybody is as into Beyonce as I am. I get it, and I know that I've been annoying quite a few people for the past month, but it's just been such a it's been such a beautiful time, and I just and the fact that it's not even over yet. We haven't even gotten the visuals. We're still allegedly in Act One. There are two more acts that are coming, and we don't know what's going to happen. All I know is that I have. Not allowed myself to go and see Beyonce in concert ever. Oh in my, my god, life. really? Because, because, I, because I just there was something I, I don't know what it was. I, oh, I my god. Hard oh my god! Oh my god! Why we? Oh my god! When the tour comes to Philly, I it's a, it's a date. It's a date. Prepared. It's a date. Spend so much money. Bryce, like when I it's, tell you, it's a date. It's a date. I don't know who you going with or what friends you going with, uh, but like you are more than welcome to come with my posse of people that we're going with, or we at least have to meet up in the stadium. It is a date. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, another thing that I have loved about this Beyonce error um, is another song came out uh, with Beyonce and Beyonce doesn't normally do features. And I'm wait, I'm trying to find it because it has been my jam. The one with uh, the Ozzy Brothers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a jam for me for like a multitude of reasons. Uh, wait, where is it? Uh, I thought I downloaded it to my library. We were saying, hold on. It's uh, what's the name of it? Make me say... Is, is it called Make Me Say? Uh, yep. Yes. Okay. Make, Make Me, me say. say. And it's a, a remake. And the last time Beyonce has done a remake like this, it was with Luther Vandross for her self-entitled Beyonce album. And it was just a, a remake of another classic. And it was just a great feeling song. Hold on. Wait. Let me just tell you that song with uh, with Luther real quick. Um, because that's the last time that we got a a Beyonce collaboration like this. And I just love the fact that, uh, hold on, Luther. Why is my, like, I hate when you search for something and it just want to play in your face. Hold on, wait, because we're <laughs> going to get this answer today. Uh, let me see. Google. Why can't I hear that song in my head right now? The one that you're talking about, with Luther. Wait, hold on. I know what song you're talking about, but I, oh, oh, the, oh, the, the closer I get. get to you. <laughs> yes, it is a jam, and Ron Isley featuring Beyonce, and now this one is uh, "Make Me Say Yeah," uh, "Make Me Say," and it's a five minute song. But again, what I love about these these collaborations are like you know Beyonce's parents are around my parents' age, and these are the songs that like my mom lives for. So I love the fact that she's doing these collaborations where like our generation and our parents can like love on a song again. And if you listen to the Ron Isley featuring Beyonce's uh, album "Make Me Say," it is. Like, it's Beyonce's first album. It's like R&B Beyonce, not like the new Beyonce. Not that her voice has changed, but there is a tone difference in how she ad-libs and how she sings. It gives very much Destiny's Child, gives very much uh, Beyonce's first album. And I just love it. And I just love the fact that, like, she is collaborating with these classic artists because, uh, you know, she did the song with... Luther Vandross and maybe I think four years later he passed and so it was like you know for her to have these iconic uh, songs with these iconic and you know listen we all love Luther and I would dare dare I say I think uh, Luther would be feeling renaissance Ooh. himself okay Ooh. first of all Luther Vandross is just another artist of a nut like that we could just dive into because again I just I oh, you know I love Luther and you know it is you know speculated that he was a part of the LGBTQ plus community, but you know, R&B back in that time, they could like, he couldn't be himself. Um, mm-hmm. And so listen, uh, listen, and Luther has a, Ooh, listen, Luther has a song. Uh, and I think I, made it the freak of the week not that long ago but if you ever want to get into a luther vandross song get into uh my god where is it like i'm still gagged over them doing luther vandross on drag race last season (laughs) (laughs) 
Luther, hold on, wait. Let me just. I, I want you to personally get into this song, uh, Aman. Um, into we get. Uh, not is uh, if only for one night. Oh, I know that song. Oh, but no, but now, now in the context of knowing that Luther was possibly in the mm-hmm. LGBTQ community and mm. listening to some of the like the you think there are key phrases in Renaissance or like you know mm-hmm. baby get into if only for a night but um anyway listen we can go all day but shout out to Luther shout out to Ron Isley shout out to Beyonce now let's get into these teapots uh taking it to some R&B uh Irv Gotti and Ashanti now when I sent you this I was like I wonder if Aman is going to know who this is I, of course, know who Ashanti is. I was familiar with Irv Gotti's name, but I never knew what the hell he looked like. <laughs> okay. Because so I feel I, like in there, like when they were like popping off and everything back in like the early 2000s, I was like still like not caring. Right. So Murder, Inc., you know, Ja Rule with, you know, Little Mo, Vita, put it on me. You know, all of his hits mm-hmm. with Jennifer Lopez and, you know... Ja Rule was the Drake before Drake. Um, you know, Murder, Inc. was a very big record label at the time. They signed to Shanti. She was the R&B princess. You know, she came out with Foolish, Happy, you know, all those number ones. And after that album, uh, you know, Murder, Inc. got indicted on some federal charges. And a lot had happened. And, you know, Irv Gotti had to go to court. I'm not sure if he had to go to jail. But ever since then, Ashanti kind of sort of has distanced herself from Murder, Inc. I believe she, like, left Murder, Inc. and went to the apparent company, which I believe might have been, like, Arista or Def Jam. One of those, like, bigger companies that, like, Murder, Inc. was a part of. And... There always has been just like this bad blood between Irv Gotti and Ashanti. And I shouldn't say bad blood because Ashanti don't talk about it. Ashanti has moved on with her life. She's living her best life. And Irv Gotti is, you know, out here making he he has been executive producing some things on like Hulu and Amazon. And now he has this documentary about Murder, Inc. coming out and it's going Mm -hmm. to be on BET. And in promotion to it, he went to the Drink Champs. podcast with with Noriega and Bay Bay he was just like really going in on Ashanti it was Irv Gotti and Ja Rule and Irv Gotti was basically revealing to us that he had a relationship with Ashanti um but in uh, another weird thing about this whole thing is this timeline of Irv Gotti of him revealing that he had this relationship with Ashanti uh he was married at the time like you know so it's like oh okay but I digress. And, you know, he's just saying how, like, all of Ashanti's number one hits that she has were produced with him. And where has she had a number one hit since? No. Uh, And he's like, just trying (laughs) to take credit. And basically, just like really like he told this like random story about one time they were being intimate. And then after they got were being intimate, he got in the shower and he came up for the melody to her hit single, Happy. I'm so happy. And like, it just was like really weird. And Ja Rule was there and Ja Rule was like, you know, I'm Switzerland, but kind of like kiki and laughing. And it was just really like the disrespect of Irv Gotti to just like one. And again, he talks very negatively about Ashanti because he feels some type of way that like during the time that they were being federally indicted and like going to court. Like she stayed as far away from that as possible as rightly she should because she's thinking about her career and he's just very bitter. And it's like, my thing is, why are you so obsessed with her? You're out here on the promotion promotional trail of this docu series that you have coming out. Why 
aren't you talking about Ja Rule? Why aren't you talking about your beef with 50 cents that really put you in this federal indictment? Why are you like all these interviews about Ashanti? It's like really weird. And um, I, it made me watching the Drink, Ch- Drink Champs podcast feel some type of way about Ja Rule because, you know, Ja Rule and Ashanti have been very good friends all along. You know, they went on tour together. They call each other little brothers and sisters. And I'm sorry um, if I'm Ashanti and Ja Rule, I'll call you my brother and you're sitting on this Drink Champs interview with Irv Gotti and you're allowing him to disrespect me in this way. And first of all, you're cackling and laughing and kikiing, although you're saying I'm Switzerland. Like, I don't appreciate that. And a lot of when the the media clips of this interview started circulating, you know, the fans got on the Twitter, got on the Instagram. I were really saying like, Ja Rule, that's not cool. We don't appreciate you, whatever. And so it got to the point where Ja Rule even had to make a statement uh, saying that, like, although he loves Irv Gotti, uh, he's Switzerland uh, to the situation. It's hard being in the middle of two people that you love and respect. However, he does not agree with the way that Irv Gotti went about things and that, like, you know he don't agree with it and doesn't support it well baby when i watched the interview you you was laughing and crackling up like it's like but anyway but it's just like i just wanted to put this on the t because like for me it's just i remember murder inc i remember ja rule i remember all of this and it's like you know out of all of those people today that aren't out selling a documentary or aren't out making headlines because they're defrauding people for fire island the only one of the murder inc crew that is still in the good graces of the people is ashanti Mm. so when i when i looked into all of this to uh get prepared for today i um I, oh, I kind of came away with like a little bit of a different take. Oh, yes. I felt yes. like I felt like it just seemed like Irv Gotti was now, mind you, I did not um, know about the the uh, documentary that's going to be coming out or the or what is it like a are they limited re- series, limited series. OK, um, so it just seemed to me that Irv Gotti, it just seems like he's just a jilted lover and he's still in love with Ashanti and he's never gotten uh, over it. And now because he recalls you know seeing her and Nelly, Nelly right. at a basketball game and he brought that up again that's how he found out well listen y'all like first of all you're married oh he is oh, yeah well at the time he was and here's okay. another little tad bit like you know in high school I'm dropping C um I met Irv Gotti. I went out with Irv Gotti. So I had in high school, I had this friend. I won't say her name. Uh, when we were in college and she's a beautiful girl. And anybody that is listening that went to high school with me or um, anyway, uh, he was dating one of our friends. Now, mind you, she was maybe like 20 at the time. Irv Gotti was like, whatever. And, uh, you know, very much in Philly, very much like taking us out very much like, you know, we in like, you know, so it is just so interesting because it's like Irv Gotti has a thing for whatever. And even at that time, I feel like Irv Gotti was going through a divorce because his wife or he had a show on BET VH1 um, and like his wife was on there. So it's just like Irv Gotti, clearly you're always stepping out in your relationship or whatever. But it's like, again, just a disrespect for you to come forward with these stories about how you found out that Ashanti uh, was dating Nelly through like they were on a basketball game and you were and you were butthurt about it. But sir, how about you put that energy into your marriage? And also after the drink, drink champs interview aired, Ashanti uh, then was a surprise guest on 
uh, Nelly performance over that weekend. And Ashanti and Nelly have had a tumultuous relationship. They broke up. They were together for a long time. And then even when I believe it might have been, I forget what verses it was, where Nelly and Ashanti were both there. And it was like this whole big clip of us seeing mm-hmm. Nelly walk over to Ashanti. And Ashanti kind of giving him some of the cold shoulder as she should because he did her wrong. But then for Ashanti to pop up on a Nelly uh, performance, we really in the audience or you know the comments really felt like it was a fu to Irv Gotti, uh, like from Ashanti. But again, like that, I just this is the stuff that I just live for. Yeah, definitely an uh, an fu to to Irv Gotti. Um, I mean, look, if he's trying to you know drum up support for this limited series, I'm sure all, I'm sure a bunch of our people are going to tune in to watch this thing because. As you said, Murder Inc. was definitely, you know, it was, it, 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 it had everything. It had, uh, did you know, wait, first of all, did you know that Vanessa Carlton was signed to Murder Inc.? Yes, like, I Murder Inc. was, Murder Inc. was the, hold on, let me see, artist signed to I had no Murder idea. Inc. Like, no, Murder <laughs> what Inc. What was, was she doing over there? <laughs> Murder Inc. was the label. Um, let me see who else was on Murder Inc. Mind you, you know, Lloyd was on Murder Inc. Um, let's see. Ja Rule. Christina Milian. Okay, first mm-hmm. album mm-hmm. Um, was on there. Who else? Uh, Lloyd, Ashanti, uh, Vanessa Carlton yes so I mean mind you they actually only had like six people it looks like Loy Ashanti uh, Vanessa Carlton um, and Christina Milian but again these are around the times of Ja Rule having the number like one album uh, in the USA and so like it was just a really big record label but then they really right. got into it with 50 cents uh at the time and his record label and so that's kind of sort of how it all like went down it's kind of like the you know the little kim you y'all probably too young for this but the little kim and foxy brown shootout outside of uh the radio station in new york which is the shooting in which that little kim had to do jail for because she perjured herself or lied under oath uh about the shooting because little kim a real one she ain't gonna snitch on none of her even though the people that she was taking care of little c and all of them they switched up on court and testified against her which is why little Kim had a beef with them for so long but now has made up but anyway that's just you know the little knowledge that I have um, yo the late 90s early 2000s they, they, it, they was, it was real okay it was uh, definitely uh, a different era uh, back then but that is Irv Gotti and Ashanti. Now we have Dwayne Wade and his beautiful daughter, Zaya, making national headlines again, uh, making it official. Dwayne Wade files a motion to change his daughter, Zaya's gender and name more than two years after Zaya announced that she is transgender. Uh, Dwayne Wade submitted legal documents that requested that his child's name be officially changed from Zion to Zaya, according to the blast uh, uh, also, they state that due to his custody agreement with his 
ex-wife, who is Zaya's mom. Uh, Dwayne Wade has full uh, legal and custodial rights, and he is able to make this decision. Um, and yeah, you know, like this came out maybe about two years ago. They went on Ellen to talk about Zaya's transition. Um, and, you know, everyone was people were so shocked that a black man, a black professional athlete stood behind his trans daughter and said when you parent you need to listen to your child and of course since then Zaya has been under attack by the internet trolls and just the hating people but I just commend Dwayne Wade for standing by Zaya now in my personal opinion it's just me Zaya is 15 um I do think it is a bit young for like the legal process. Uh, but then again, like when I watched that TLC show, Jazz, and I believe Jazz was 15 or 14. Um, so I, again, I just, you know, for me, I I think maybe it's just how I was raised. Like all of this, the decisions that I've ever wanted to make, like getting a tattoo, getting my, uh, my ear pierced. My mom would be like, when well, you're 18, when you're 18. So I think that maybe that is just like my old school in me. Uh, but I definitely support it. And love to see it and again i just love a black father standing behind his trans daughter we need more of this imagery it's so important yeah i mean i think i think having a little bit of um uh, uh having some questions and some reservations is healthy i think it's fine i feel like as long as you approach um the situation with respect um and with you know admitting that you don't necessarily have all of the knowledge and that it, obviously this is not something that you are going to have to go through because you are not trans so you know as long as you approach it with that i think that that's understandable i from everything that i've seen from um both Dwayne and Gabrielle Union it looks to me like they are taking this very seriously it looks to me like and what they have money, they have access to therapists, the best of them, psychologists, people that specifically work with trans people, trans young people. So I truly believe that there was a process where they sat down and they had very lengthy conversations with their daughter, with doctors, with therapists, and talked about all of this, talked about what this means, talked about you know, is this something that you truly want? Do you understand that this could be something that you might not, that you could have a regret about? All of that stuff, I believe, got talked about, which is why I think having the time from them announcing that, you know, their daughter is trans and then having some more years go by and then it's the next step is to get the the name change and to get the, 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 the gender the changed gender. legally. I feel like, I can be, I feel like I can be like, okay, they got it. They know what they're doing. It looks like everyone's happy. It looks like everyone is healthy. And as long as those two things remain true, then I'm good. You know, I don't, I don't really have much to say about it. I just, I echo what you're saying and that I think that it, this is extremely powerful to have this black man be there for his black trans daughter because like I'm not going to say that homophobia is extremely ramped up in the black community or transphobia is extremely ramped up in the black community because I truly believe that it is it's disgusting and it's everywhere. I will say that through the lens of being black, it's a different struggle. Mm. And it's so I think and to and to know that in this country, black trans women are whew, 
so heavily persecuted. Mm. So to see to and and a lot of times it's from black people. So it like once again, it is so paramount that we have this imagery up there and that we have this example of look, if these people can have this loving, fostering environment and everyone is healthy and everyone is happy and they're going about their business as usual, then the rest of us can calm the F down and do the same thing. So uh, props to them all. I'm happy for Zaya. She's beautiful. Uh, cannot wait to see what she does with her life. And, you know, we're right. we going to continue to rock. And, but I feel like I am selfishly like, I am waiting for Zaya to be like, 19, 20, 21. I'm waiting for that age. Like, you know, like these celebrity children, like there are maybe like five on my list. Um, there is like Brad and Angelina's daughter, Shiloh. There is Northwest. There is Blue Ivy. There is Zaya. There is, um, who is that, that baby? Um, and they're kind of grown <laughs> Who is now. that baby? Who that baby? I can't think of, oh my God. I, like I'm picturing, uh, who is I, anyway? Um, I just can't wait until they're like older. And although this is like probably not the most healthiest, but like I like I want a reality show. Like I want to like I want a more <laughs> inside look into like because I just feel like all of these kids are like being raised by such influential people and you know I just want to see what their life is like I just love watching the children grow up and just seeing like the amazingness that like I just already know that like Zaya is going to be an amazing human being period um and I just can't wait for Zaya to have her like stage of like going out dating like you know I just want to like see it all and although I understand that like we probably won't and we shouldn't because like they are entitled to their privacy but like you know you are a celebrity child and you are like whether Zaya realizes it or not she is an inspiration to a whole generation and you know people will look up to her people like you know she's like people will look up to her as like an icon so I just am excited to see the amazing things that she will do and like I just I like I don't know why I just I want like a reality show like I want it like to be like the Kardashians give me like nine seasons of it I want to just see the evolution of it um I just I, Am I the only one that just like love like wants to see what these celebrity kids are like when they like grow up? I just um I love it. Uh because like it's almost like we've grown up with them. But again, much respect and love um from the Purple Pants podcast to the Wade family and Zaya, we support you. Now, keeping the teapot moving. Let me just now I'm here to cuss the people out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to cuss the people out. When you listen, we live in a very social media age. We live in a very age that if there's not a photo, if there's not a video, if it's not an Instagram story, if it's not a TikTok, it didn't happen. And, you know, we live very much in the moment where people love to document and like, you know, love to be the first to see stuff, even if it's good or bad. Now, over there in uh, Norway. There was a walrus. I can't now buy your walrus. 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 Wal and then Russ. Yeah. Walrus. <laughs> name. Uh, I believe it is Freya. Um, making over there 
maybe like in the last like six months making social media uh this walrus was a huge walrus uh it is over 13,000 pounds and it was first spotted in mid-july in oslo uh becoming famous when uh reports that she climbed onto boats to sunbathe and nap when it went viral people over there in norway were flocking to the sea to see her taking photos uh there were p- images of people swimming with her there were images of like children and parents within arms reach of freya taking photos now listen seeing freya jump onto a boat first of all was scary as hell um and you know yeah we love it it's beautiful oh my god she instagram and tiktok famous but this is still a wild animal that can kill and hurt you And because of the viral sensation and all of the people stalking her, she became a public health risk that it could be damaging to humans. Like people are trying so much to get so close to her, driving a boat near her, uh, you know, getting on shore, swimming with her that like it would have only been a matter of time before something horrific would have happened because we as humans do not know when enough is enough. And so it was decided uh, by the uh, Norwegian officials to kill Freya the walrus after selfie-seeking humans ignored warnings to respect her space and privacy. And she was deemed to be a threat to human safety. Now, this just makes me so sad because I remember a couple of months ago, y'all know me, my sleeping pattern is like real effed up and I be up at like like four in the morning, scrolling the TikToks, reading the Twitters on the Instagram comments. And I came across Freya and I was like, oh, my God. And I don't know why, like I like screenshotted it and sent it to my mom. And I was like, look at this, like, you know, um, and it's just sad to know that like Freya is no longer here. They had to euthanize her at the risk of public safety because people just don't know when to stop. Yeah, I know the animal rights activists were having a field day with this one. And, you know, and it harkens back to what happened with Harambe when that mom accidentally um, let her child fall into that enclosure. And it's just a reminder that, like, look, like humans, like we have dominated on this earth and we have built cities and all sorts of stuff. It's clear that we are like probably the smartest things on this planet okay but that don't mean that we do not share this space with other Mm. types of life and they have a right to live and be here just as much as we do and it's sad that we have to put we have this philosophy of putting human safety first and so therefore if there's any smidge smidge of a threat coming from an animal you're done you know what i mean and it's sad because that 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 walrus ain't doing nothing but living their life right Y'all have built these piers and, and, and stocked all these boats all over the places where she wants to live. <laughs> and what she's supposed to do, just swim away and never return. You know what I mean? So right. it's, it, it just sucks. And it's the same thing with Harambe. Like, he, y- y'all brought him to the zoo. Uh, y'all brought him there. Y'all put him in that enclosure. And then y'all dropped the child in there. And then the next thing you know, he needs to get shot because there's a child. It's just like... It's like, damn, I guess it's just an unfortunate reality of the society. It's like we're always going to put ourselves first as human beings, which I get like, but it just sucks when it's when 
it just feels very wrong when the animal really isn't doing anything wrong. Right. Y'all are the ones getting close to it. Y'all are the ones taking pictures and, and, and like it's a, it's a wild animal. Leave it alone. If you right. really love it, then watch it from afar. Right. You know, and it, like, exactly. And it's just like, but then let the walrus have killed somebody. Then they'll be like, oh my God, they are, they're, they're a dangerous animal. You don't think? And the head of PETA in the UK released a statement via Twitter that said, what a shame of human behavior and lack of discipline that after the destruction of a natural walrus habitat, a beautiful and friendly walrus is now been killed just because people wanted to take selfies and wouldn't leave her alone. Fines and imprisonment imprisonment for those who threaten living, feeling, being like props will be a more uh, humane option than killing an animal who was merely trying to live out its existence. Live out its existence, but the deed is done. Ferris' death shows that animals often pay their lives for selfies, which is why PETA says back off, respect all animals, and leave wildlife in peace. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because if if we're if we are going to start killing it, well, not start because we are doing it. If we going if we going to be killing animals because y'all can't keep to yourselves and there needs to be some type of discipline and criminal action for those that break these rules like there needs to be you need to criminalize to some extent you need to criminalize the behavior of putting uh animals in danger and i know there are you know animals do have rights and there are things that people get charged for but i just think that like in public things like this there needs to be much more protection for this for these types of animals so that this doesn't happen again like it's crazy like they, she wasn't doing nothing right the ones that wanted to tiktok her she was just trying to sunbathe and take a nap and now she had to die. And it's like, yeah, like, come on humans. We have to do better. Um, It's just sad. Um, And then another sad story that I don't think I ever really knew, but it is coming to light is Brad and Angelina. Now, I don't know if I really like knew all about this. So according to um, some unsealed documents by the FBI. Now, mind you, when I first saw the story, I'm like, why the hell is the FBI in with Angelina and Brad? But of course, back in, I believe it might have been 2016. Let me pull her up. um, When Angelina divorced from Brad. Now, first of all, I not funny, but I was dying. Um, just again, y'all know me. I'd be in the comments and people was like, <laughs> Jennifer would never. A uh, Jennifer would never. But um, according to uh the unsealed uh FBI report back when uh where now where did it go? Back when Brad um when Angelina filed for divorce, it is allegedly the last straw was this private plane ride uh, from the family returning home uh, to L.A. Angelina accused Brad of injuring her and verbally abusing their children during a heated uh, encounter aboard a private jet in 2016, according to the FBI report provided by a CNA source, CNN source, a heavily redacted report, which was released to both parties as a result of the Freedom Act of Information request the actress now also the t is people are saying that angelina anonymously requested 
for this report to be released. Now, I don't know how they know that the state she, she did it, but I mean, it will only make sense because we do know that the couple is currently in litigation for custody of their minor children, and they have about 30 children between them, but they are in uh, litigation for custody. Not 30 children. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, and it states that, uh, where is it? Uh, once there, she said um, that her and Brad was drinking. They had a, a very tenacious week. She felt like she was a hostage on the plane. She, uh, Brad was verbally uh, attacking her. He even alleges that he put her hands on her. She poured beer on him that he was punching the walls of the plane when one of the children called him like an imbecile or something he then went to lunge at one of the children and so it was just a really bad scene and so after that it looks like child welfare was uh, involved and you know Brad was under investigation and because the, the matter happened on an airplane the FBI got involved because that's like the FBI's territory. Um, the case was then since dropped, no further actions. Uh, Brad during that time uh, had stopped drinking and like, you know, there were like a bunch of interviews, but I just, I, I, I ain't know all, all about this going on. And, you know, it is just sad when, the family fights and especially people that we just love like Brad and Angelina, like I was rooting for them. Um, and just to like read some of these details and it's just like, for me, the takeaway is don't get married. And so, you know, the person is who like, you know, I just like, I just feel like, I don't know. It just is like crazy to read all of these details. And like, why is it coming out six years later when they are in custody battles? And I do feel like there are sources that are saying that Angelina is trying to ruin the represent rep, uh, the, the image of Brad. And I mean, Which, I, don't, mm, I, I don't know if I believe it. I, I, I don't don't. I tend not to believe that because I mean, I mean, look at like what you just said. Like this is not, this hasn't really been a publicly, you know, it's. I mean, people know about it. I mean, it was report like we we knew what was going on back in 2016 when they got the divorce and everything. We knew what was going on. We knew that something had taken place on a plane. Yada yada yada. But for the most part. Both parties have been pretty good at keeping all of this out of the media because it is not the dominant story in either of their lives right now. Brad's got stuff going on. Angelina is now in the MCU. She was just in Eternals. Um, we see her frequently out with her children all the time. Like she just she dropped her one of her. I forget which one it is. Um, one of them off at school last year. That she was just out in Universal Studios with another one. I think it was Knox. Like she'd be yes. out here living her life. They are. This is not really a public battle. Um, so I, I don't believe that she is trying to uh, use this as a media stunt against Brad Pitt. I think that she just wants justice for him putting her hands on her on a airplane in front of their children. Like, and you like those bruises that we see on those photos. She didn't do that to herself. Like, so I, I, I just I just feel like this is something that they're trying to keep under wraps as much as possible. But of course, 
it's go, it's that's kind of impossible when you are Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Um, so if Brad put put her, Brad Pitt put his hands on her at this point, it's like it's kind of hard not to be just Team Angelina, you know? Right. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, I I don't know enough of I I, I don't know enough of the information to like have a, well one I don't stand for no man putting no, his hands on no child or no woman um so yeah that's where I'm at with it but if CPS investigated if FBI investigated and it was unfounded why six years later is this now in the news like that's like for me it's like why now and again I just look at you know they are going to court and are in litigation uh, for custody so it's like Mm, but I, think, not- I think that well obviously like the Jane Doe that's being reported on these now redacted reports is probably Angelina like you right. said or someone that is close to her someone is, that is representing her trying to refile it because they're like why did the FBI clear this case when all of this evidence was out here like I don't I don't understand it and so of course that's now going to get leaked because <laughs> that Freedom Act okay listen and I'm waiting to listen. And the, the Freedom Act worked as well with former presidents, too. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean. Yeah, just a sad situation. Nobody wins uh, in my Drake voice. Nobody wins when the family wins, feuds. Especially when the, when the kids are involved. That's just so sad. I hate that. Which is kind of similar to another topic that you had on file. Yeah. Um, but, uh, again, I also think that this shows us that, like, we're all human. Like whether, you know, you listen, whether, listen, whether I, we don't know if Mr. and Mrs. Smith was really going on on that plane, but you know, your favorites, movie stars, actors, reality star, Instagram models, like we're human, you know? And, and again, I think that we should just respect their privacy and yeah. their space and allow the court system to do what it does. But again, it's just like, it's just a sad story in the sense of like, I'm sad that Angelina and her children had to be put through that situation. I'm sad that Brad put them through that situation. I'm sure he has to have remorse and you know, the, it's, it's just sad on both ends. But when I saw this making the news, I said, Oh, we, we have to talk about this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, next, baby. Whew, now this make me mad. Now, listen, you know over here on the Casual Tea, Aman and I talk all things Free Britney, Britney Spears, and what's going on with her. And again, we have not had the Casual Tea in a couple of weeks. And so two weeks ago, um, 
Kevin Federline took to the Instagram to reveal that his children, uh, what are their names? Uh, Sean and uh, Preston or Sean Preston, who's 16, and Jaden uh, Jaden James, who are 15. Um, he revealed that the children are no longer uh, or at this moment in time, they don't want to have any contact with their mom. Okay. And then, you know, Britney Spears and true Britney Spears fashion. She took to her Instagram to ream out Kevin and basically just saying that, like, this man has a lot going on and she feels like he is pinning her children against him and all of this stuff. And then in response to that, mm. um, Kevin and the now deleted videos were posted to Kevin's Instagram account on a Wednesday night. And the former backup dancer claimed that they were shot when their kids, Sean and Jaden were 12 and 11. Uh, again, Federline seemed to be responding to a post Brittany shared earlier in the day, where she sounded off on her ex in the teens in the videos. I think it was a series of three videos. Kevin wrote, I cannot sit back and let my sons be accused in this way. After what they've been through as much as it hurts us, we've decided as a family to post these videos. The boys took when they were 11 and 12. This isn't even the worst. The lies have to be stopped. I hope our kids grow up to be better than this. Now, when them videos hit the internet, you know, first of all, I don't know about y'all, but I have Google alerts on Britney Spears. Don't ask me why. Just mind. Don't don't mind my business. Okay. Just I, <laughs> I do. I have Google alerts on a lot of different things. And one of them is Britney Spears. My Google alerts started going off and I go and see the videos and I'm like, oh, child, what's about to happen? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous because the 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 headline is like Britney Spears verbally abusing her children. Kevin uh, Federline releasing footage. And I then go to the images and the footages of what is seeming to be like two of them. One it was when the kids were asleep and Britney Spears come barging in the room. And it, first of first of all, let's just start here. The way the children talk to Britney, um, what WTF? So Britney's barging in the room like, I'm here to put lotion on your face because you got dry skin. And the kids are like, we're just trying to go to sleep. We're just trying to go to sleep. What the hell? And Britney is like, this is my, first of all, I would have swore Britney Spears was a black mother because she was saying things that I have heard my mother <laughs> say time and time again. What bills do you pay in this house? This is my house. I will do as I please. And so Britney Spears is explaining to, I don't know what son, that like, no, I will barge in here whenever I feel to put lotion on your little ashy face and you won't <laughs> stop disrespecting me. And there's another video of like them in the car. And I like I, 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 I don't even remember what the the exchange was in the car, but it basically was like Britney Spears kind of like letting her kids know like their attitudes won't be tolerated. And they're like videoing her. But again, and I think that Kevin, it backlashed on Kevin because um, I didn't see any abuse in the videos. I didn't see any verbal abuse in the videos. What I saw was a mother getting her very disrespectful kids together. I believe a Bible verse says, spare the child or spoil the rod. Them kids needed a behind whooping. Yeah. Uh, man, I am like... Mm. 
Oh, there's just so much with this one. There, oh, yes, it, it's a lot. And again, it's like, and then Kevin to be like, oh, as a family, we decided to release this. There's much worse. Well, baby, there wasn't nothing in these videos. All I saw was a mother parenting her children. So what was so Kevin posted those videos in response to Britney doing what? So Kevin revealed to the Kevin revealed uh, unpromptedly. He revealed that. Uh, hold on, let me. He revealed that the kids no longer wanted to see their mom. Like they weren't attending. This was like right before uh Britney's wedding in June, and I guess like some. First of all, the only reason people want to talk to Kevin Kevin is because of Britney. So Britney was getting ready to get married to her very attractive and handsome husband, and she. Uh, Kevin, I guess somebody asked Kevin about if the kids were attending and Kevin like took to this, uh, took to the Instagram and basically said that his kids won't be attending because they are no longer wanting to see Britney. And so Britney got wind of this and Britney like posted a post that says it's crazy how time, uh, is this the post? Hold on. Uh, talk about enough on your knees. She's, I'm extremely lucky. No, hold on. Wait, let me find a post so Britney took to her Instagram story and reamed Kevin and her kids out uh, for basically like just being disrespectful and she feels like he is turning the children uh, against her hold on wait I want to find the Instagram post and so uh, okay <clears throat> Britney wrote it saddens me to hear that my ex-husband has decided to discuss the relationship between me and my children as we all know raising teenage boys is never easy for anyone it concerns me the fact that the reason is based on my instagram it was long before instagram i gave them everything only one word hurtful i'll say it my mother told me you should give them to their dad i'm sharing this because i can have a good day folks so that prompted uh kevin to then be like to want to defend the children and be like this is untrue i'm tired of the lies and you know then post these videos to make it seem like oh this is the reason why the kids don't want to see Britney this is how she talked to the kids well listen the way the kids was talking to Britney they need to be talked to a lot harder and a lot worser they listen the, the way the kid like if you listen to the videos first of all they cussing the, 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 the language and the tone in which they're using to their mom is completely disrespectful and I'm sorry I don't know enough of it but I really feel like it I've been in child welfare. I've been in families enough that like, and clearly from Kevin wanting to take this to social media lets me know that like there clearly is a bias and clearly the children might like to be with their dad a little bit more. We know Brittany has been unstable, but the one thing that I will say that I feel is though Brittany loved them kids and it's not anything that Brittany wouldn't do for the kids. Another thing that Kevin did say in that interview was that like the kids are embarrassed of Brittany's Instagram posts of like how she's posing half nude and doing all of this other stuff on the internet. It makes them embarrassed. Well, listen, baby, uh, sorry, kids. Your mom is an international superstar. Guess what? Your mom is also a woman. Your mom also can do what she wants. You don't have to watch her Instagram. There are many a times I didn't went to the beach with my mom and I was embarrassed of my mom and her two piece bikini with her behind out on the beach. But I'm not going to not talk to my mom. Like, I just feel like 
again, it's un, I, I feel like the kids, in my opinion, have been poisoned by Britney's family and Kevin to made it seem like she's crazy, to made it seem like she's unstable, to make it seem like they can talk to her any which way that they please. And like, no. And I think in them videos, they were being disrespectful. And I think that Britney was just trying to be a mother and they was coming at her crazy. And Britney had to remind them, like, this is my shit. I pay for this. Like my mom will always say to me, I brought you in this world and I can take you out. Like, I just feel like they just were met with, they, they were met with an upset mother. And how many of us that are listening to this podcast have not been cussed out by their mom, have not been dragged by the ear, have not been like scolded, have not been like, yeah, that's called discipline. That's called respect. And it's clear in those videos, the children, it, it just was very clear. And if the children were 11 and 12 at that time, it just was very clear to me that the children did not respect their mother so man i'm like okay so i feel like mm, mm, this is hard i i think that the videos that kevin posted were very benign i agree with that it did i didn't really see apart from her using some pretty harsh language um, and, which yeah, which is yeah. like I mean people have different parenting styles my parents did not really like to curse in front of us so like that's probably just like my personal bias but then again like it doesn't really matter people curse when their kids all the time it doesn't mean that they're bad parents I I, I I believe that the that those videos are fairly benign and if you were trying to make a point I don't think that those were the correct videos to post however I think Kevin Kevin Federline has I, I allegedly from what I've been seeing because everyone that's been talking about this all the articles have been saying that he has been pretty much silent for a decade. He hasn't talked about Britney. He doesn't do interviews. He doesn't talk about his kids. He's 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 been minding his business for the past ten years, not getting involved in any of the antics with Britney and any anything. Well, so for him to come out after ten years. It does sort of speak to, is there something that he is trying to get across to her in the most gracious way possible, but he feels like he doesn't want to attack her because she is obviously going through a lot right now? No, I disagree because if if you've been silent for 10 years... Why not stay silent? Why not handle this privately? Because if, if things are coming to a head for the... Because... She she posted she posted a long note on Instagram, which is what prompted this, saying that when the when the boys come over, they are hateful. They walk straight to their rooms and they lock the door. What's the point of coming to visit me if you're not actually going to visit? Me? Yes. She says and that and they that- only see her twice a week. And when they do, they barely speak to one another. And she put all of that down and saying that they were being hateful. That's when he felt like he needed to come to the defense of his of his sons and say, look, they are feeling a type of way because of all of the stuff that is going on. You're posting all of these nude selfies. They still have to go to school. And like, how hard do you think it is for them to then have to go to school and explain why their mom is out here on the gram with all of these, all of these uh, uh, nude selfies. It's kind of, it's, it's hard. It's creating friction. Now, once again, I, I, I can understand all of those dynamics at play. And I can, I, I, I do think that Brittany, there, there is, you have to remind yourself, well, yeah, I am a mother. And that doesn't mean that moms can't be sexual beings, but there is you you do your actions are unfortunately going to have consequences. You are Brittany 
Spears. Well, and I and I that's where I agree, but also it's like she's damned if she does, damned if she, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like she's Britney Spears, a pipe icon. Anything she could walk outside and scratch her butt, and that's going to be on TMZ. Like that comes with the nature of like the life in which the children are in. And that is, in my opinion, like, okay, like that like that it that comes with the territory. So I do agree with you in the sense of like, you know. Like, okay, I, maybe he is. Do, I, I don't know. I just, I don't trust Kevin. And I just feel like. The I don't know much. About, I don't know much about him. Like I, you, you are a much bigger Britney Spears fan than I am. And you've, you've been following her a lot longer. So I know that there's probably much more to the story than I know from, you know, from what I see. And I don't think that I'm pretty, I mean, there was the tabloids were, would be dragging him all throughout the mid 2000s. So I know that he is not without fault here either. You know what I mean? I know mm-hmm. that he's not no saint. I get it. But I do think, I do think that there obviously there's something going on between Britney and her kids and I think that since she chose to talk about it publicly, that was probably when he got pissed off. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not about to sit here and have the world thinking that our kids are disrespectful when they probably are when, when they probably themselves are feeling like they cannot. They, they, you, you guys aren't gelling. Something is going on. We don't know specifically what's going on, but you guys aren't gelling. It could just be like what she said. It could just be like a teenager thing where they're just going through a phase, whatever it is. But she chose to talk about it publicly. He chose to defend them. Now you both have your kids in the middle of it. And it's just, it's, it's, it's sad. I just hope that the kids, I hope that those boys are as fine and as healthy as possible. And if right. things can like work out, I, I want what's best for everybody in the situation. But I, I, I do think that there is, I, I just care about the damn kids. That's, what, yeah, that's no, where I'm at No, with. you're right. And I think that that kind of sort of grounds me. Like, it is about the children. But I'm sorry. I just feel like in my heart and soul, and mind you, I don't really know anything. I'm just giving you all my opinion, is that I feel like the boys had, like, it doesn't matter what Britney does. I feel like given everything that Britney has gone through in the public eye, her breakdown, this consortium shit. But I mean, but let's be, but let's be real about that. I think, I think, Clearly, Brittany, and I know that people don't like when people do this, but I, I, I do think that you're allowed to make observations and come to some conclusions based off of the observations, right? Clearly, Brittany struggles with mental illness. We know this. We know this. She's not, and she's not entirely stable 100% of the time. We know this. It's okay. Obviously, she has been seeking therapy. She's talked about seeking therapy. She talks about doing 10 hours of it a day. She, we, she's very open and honest about how she has been struggling, Okay. Clearly, that is going to that's going to bleed out and affect certain parts of your life. You are a mom. So if you have a mental illness and you are a mother, sometimes that can bleed out into your mothering. It can. Right. It doesn't mean that you are a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're a bad mother. As long as you are doing whatever you can to to make sure that you are healthy and right and that you are taking care of your kids. That is ultimately what's most important. There are probably moments if I'm. I'm speculating. There are probably moments throughout their lifetime where they, those kids witness their mom having a bit of an episode and it can be scary. It can be very off-putting. It can be you, you, because this is your mom. You know what I mean? And of course they, I'm sure, I have no doubt that those boys love their mom. I have no doubt that, but it can be difficult living with someone who has a mental illness. Now that, the conservatorship has been dissolved and Brittany has been much more free to make her own decisions. A lot has been happening. She's been posting a lot online. 
She got married. She bought a $10 million mansion. Like a lot, she's a lot has been happening very fast. And I am glad that she is getting to do the things that she wants to do. She attempted to have a baby. Unfortunately, it miscarried. I think that they're still trying. There's a lot going on in that woman's life. A lot is going on in that woman's life. And if those boys are feeling like they don't want to get caught up in the whirlwind, I completely understand that. And then on top of that, you layer it with them only being 15 and 16. They're boys. They're, they're, they're teenagers. They're kids. You know what I mean? So, of course, there's going to be friction there. I just, I just would hate for all of this to become a brittle battle between these two people and then these kids are ending up getting the the, the shit under the stick. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, I I agree with that statement. Um, I just, again, my social worker skills just lead me to believe that I just feel like the kids have been poisoned about their mother. And I don't feel like the information in which that like Kevin and other family members uh, reveal about their mom helps or promotes um, or fosters a good relationship between them. It's just kind of sort of what I feel. But no, I I agree with you that like there's probably some of that going on as well. For sure. Yeah. And so and again, like I'm sure Britney's actions and like, you know, yeah, I'm sure it it can be scary for the children. I also just again, and this is just me being honest. I look at the ages of the boys, 15 and 16. I also just like in my mind, feel like for over a decade, Kevin, you have not worked. Britney has been paying you coinage and child support. And I just feel like you got five more years and your gravy train is done. And I like, I don't know. I just, I, I just, I, I don't know enough about Kevin, but I just feel like there is more to this than we see. And I don't know, but I think like, it's just parents getting emotional over their children and it, and they're, you know, now they're taking shots at one another and it's, and it's unfortunate, but I, and I, I, and I agree with you there. I do think that there probably is a little bit of, I would not be surprised if there was some, oh yeah, well like, yeah, you know how your mom is like, your mom's crazy. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure, I'm sure. And that's not, that's not helpful. healthy. That's not right. healthy. It's not helpful. It's, it's, it's not nice. And I'm sure that Brittany can feel that. Like, which is evidenced in those videos. But those videos were like, I mean, those videos, I mean, why would you post videos that were from years ago? Right talk about like and then i also feel like it's threatening these aren't even the worst of it like you know as if like you keep talking i'm going to reveal like and again i also say well you know we're talking about britney and her experience and her mental health and like how that could be damaging to the children um you don't think releasing these videos kevin are damaging well, he, allegedly your, they said that they but all e- discussed e- it either way but like you said they 15 and 16 they kids and if they are right. mad at their mom right. and you're feeding into the madness you don't think like it, you don't think that like they're thinking this is going to hurt okay get, if i post this video about mommy it's like right uh, like it's just like that that just is like dirty to me like, like i don't want to keep them out of it then keep them out of right it, keep them out mean? of it go if straight you to britney and be go like go straight britney, to britney i don't appreciate the fact that you talked about our children in this manner on your instagram you are a global pop icon you have millions and millions of fans around the world that can have access to the information if you feel some type of way i would much prefer that you speak right you speak with your therapist you speak with whoever you need to speak with you don't need to speak with your instagram followers right x to be x for therapy for y'all too for co-parenting and again like again i don't like how britney uh spills all on her Instagram however I do like there is a a level of empathy that I share with her in the sense that like she feels like she has had no mouth 
for years. And so right. now it's like, what does a person do that now can express how they feel? Like they want they to everything. share it. Right. And so it's like, give her some grace. But again, but you're right, though, bringing it back to the children. I, I am sure that they probably have not uh, been in the healthiest environments around their mom. And I'm sure they have some resentment. And so I'm sure that that probably feeds into it as well. Nicki Minaj went off on Kevin. Yes. Uh, and now y'all know I don't normally agree with Nikki a lot, but I agree with her <laughs> on, on this on uh, Queen Radio. Like, why are you doing this? Like, why? Like, it doesn't like. And again, like you said, you haven't been in the headlines in years. And the only reason you're in the headlines is in connection to Britney. And I doubt these interviews are for uh, are free. I'm sure you're getting a coin off of these interviews. Like, it's just like it, it just is weird to me. Um, and I, again, I just feel like it just you're feeding into the narrative that like she's not well and whatever like why just just stay off mm -hmm. but I mean it is what it is and listen if it's Britney we gonna talk about it and I'm gonna follow it and I'm gonna have an opinion right wrong or indifferent I must share with y'all how I feel now back princess to of pop baby okay Legend. Back to social media, I believe earlier in the year we covered this story, this Instagram model, Courtney Taylor and her boyfriend uh, who was murdered by her uh, back in Miami. She stabbed him to death uh, with a knife. The police came to the apartment. It was blood everywhere. She was covered in blood. There were images of her sitting like on the side of the, the corner and she wasn't arrested. She wasn't charged and, you know, just wasn't anything. And I I screamed foul play from the get-go and she claimed self-defense and I just felt as though I'm going to listen to what you're saying. If you're saying it was self-defense, then you know it was self-defense. However, I just felt like if the roles were reversed and it was this black man that stabbed this white woman, um, he would be arrested and charged. And it wouldn't be he would be a free man and saying it was self-defense. I just felt like race heavily played into this matter. And it just seemed a bit off-putting. And, you know... A week after this man was killed, this woman is in Miami at a bar and, you know, social media and TikTok justice workers was filming her like, girl, you just killed somebody. Why are you at a bar? Like, you know, it just seemed like very weird. And but listen, there's been an update in the case. Uh, it looks like that Brittany, not, uh, not Brittany, <laughs> no, not Brittany, uh, Courtney Taylor, uh, was charged with murder. Um, we are told uh, the OnlyFans model, Courtney Taylor, has been charged with murder in connection with the killing of her boyfriend earlier this year. Uh, Taylor was reportedly arrested in Hawaii on Wednesday on second-degree murder charges. She has said to have been in rehab out there, but according to her attorney, who spoke with the Miami Herald, she's expected to be extradited to Florida soon. Her lawyer adds, I'm completely completely shocked, especially since we've been cooperating with the investigation and offered to voluntarily surrender her if she were charged. We look forward to clearing her name in court. The arrest comes months after authorities were investigating the stabbing of her boyfriend, Kristen Osali, who was found deceased in the couple's Miami apartment. Taylor, who had previously told the cops she did, in fact, stab him with a knife, but insisted it was self-defense. Surveillance video from inside shows Taylor after 
after the fact, covered in blood, head to toe. Initially, it seemed as though her explanation had worked, but now prosecutors apparently think there is enough evidence to prosecute her. Uh, the boyfriend's family has insisted all along that they believe that she killed him in cold blood. Things aren't looking good for her publicly. In the immediate aftermath of the incident, people dug up old interviews of her saying questionable things, and she got confronted at a hotel lobby by an outraged bystanders. And after this, uh, this information came out right after the surveillance of months earlier of Taylor and her boyfriend in their Miami elevator, where it showed that she was clearly an aggressor in this altercation, not the, the death. Like we, we don't have much information about the death, but it was a couple of weeks earlier in the elevator um, where the boyfriend gets on, she gets mm-hmm. on and she is, Sorry. Attacking like Solange or somebody like Solange, no, like really attacking, and we see him doing everything to defend himself, not to put his hands on her. It looks like at one point he does like restrain her, only because like she's hitting him in his face, pulling his hair out, and again, this also just leads us to to believe that it, it was it self defense, like we weren't there, but again. I just say that how long have the prosecutors or the DA have had this information? I'm sure after his death, they obtained this information within weeks, but yet this woman was led to be a free woman, no charges, no nothing. And again, I just, first of all, it's just a sad case in general, but I just stand by what I stand by. If the roles were reversed, that man would have been innocent Mm -hmm. that man would have been guilty and had to prove his innocence and there is no doubt in my mind that that black man would have been charged immediately he would have been taken into the headquarters in with handcuffs and questions like and but this damsel in distress is uh allowed to just live free and go off like no it it took too long and especially after the family comes out and be like this is not like we're outraged and now here we are months later uh at the tail end of august and now they are arresting her when this woman is allegedly in hawaii in rehab she is going to get what is coming to her the world is a cycle and karma is very much real um that evidence or that uh, that video of her beating him in the uh, elevator is damning. Um, and the fact that she's trying to have so much evidence withheld, her lawyer's trying to get so much stuff hidden because they're claiming that, claiming that they're using the media to drum up a public outcry against her. And the judge said, hell no, we're not right. stealing that evidence. So it's not looking good, sis. You, uh, you killed this man. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I, you 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 got to pay for that. Um, yeah, you do. And again, my my outrage is that it has taken so long. And again, I mm-hmm. just I keep saying the same thing. But if the shoe's on the other foot, I already know how this justice system in this country works for a a black man. And I am I hope that this gives some type of peace to the family knowing that at least she has been charged and she will have her day in court and again we weren't there like i like we don't know what happens but again i'm just saying the like for me it's not so much about 
what happened, although like what happened is very sad. It's just the the treatment of her uh, by the police um, is like she's automatically assumed to be the victim. She's like, you know, it's just it, it's just these automatic assumptions that were granted to her that we know in this country are not granted to people of color. For me, it's really like. Mm-hmm. the the outcry um in this story but listen uh we said that we would get back to y'all when uh any news happened and so i got the news and so i wanted to report it back to it and now i want to get to another topic first of all i feel like a lot of these topics are like topics that we've like touched on and we're getting back to baby wendy williams who child now we know wendy has been going through a lot a lot a lot a lot we know that you know the last season of her show she was not there they've had guests filling in uh one guest particularly sherry shepherd filled in and now the wendy williams show has ended the last episode i felt like was extremely disrespectful to wendy we don't know the particulars regarding it we don't know if they actually extended an invite to wendy and she declined but you know they had a a farewell episode that Wendy was not a part of um, and it just seemed very cold. We then know uh, weeks later all of any clips of the Wendy Williams show was removed from YouTube and the internet. Uh, We know the Instagram site was deactivated and we do know that, you know, Wendy has requested access to it. They have denied it. They have said that like they are are using, they're going to use that Instagram for when the Sherry Shepard show launches in September. We know that Wendy Williams was locked out of her Wells Fargo account and could not have access to it. Uh, We know that she petitioned the court and then kind of sort of got a not a conservator, but someone to act in the essence of being able to liaison. But there are reports that she still does not have access to her money. We have heard reports that she has been in talks with a podcast deal uh, for the Wendy Williams experience. There have been Instagrams made the Wendy Williams experience um, and that, you know, the show is allegedly supposed to be uh, debuting soon. There also have been reports that Wendy Williams is not going to support the Sherry Shepard show and has reached out to a lot of her close uh, friends to say, do not support it and do not be guests on it. Um, And so hearing all of that, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm on Wendy's side. But baby, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. There have been multiple sightings of Wendy Williams within the last three weeks, and they are not good. There is a video of Wendy in a car and she somebody, she's with somebody who's in a store and there are fans that spotted her and videoed her like, hey, Wendy, like, you know, and clearly she is not in her right state of mind. She mm-hmm. is like, it is almost hard to watch. She can't uh, keep her eyes open. Can't she's keep slurring her, her She's speech. slurring her words. She's not making sense. And even like, and, and this day and age, you think that people would be wanting to film the person that was filming clearly when they approached Wendy you could tell that they didn't know that she was like not in her right state of mind and as she is like going on they kind of like respectfully like in the video thank you then there have been other sightings of Wendy who she looks extremely small like you know she has a lymphedema in her legs Mm -hmm. and like her legs look very like 
like like someone that has had like a weight loss surgery and lost a lot of weight and you have that excess skin her legs mm-hmm. look like that she's been seen with this like unknown man she's been seen in like the Louis Vuitton store taking a nap there's also other TikTok videos of her like in a Walgreens by herself no security walking around and in the reports the report like the the person who captured the video said that like she was like walking around screaming um it oh, just no. I didn't yeah, know about that one yeah there's like a video there's no sound to it uh there it's on tiktok and it's like it says that like the person is like wendy uh put like 30 things on her cart didn't get anything and then like made a scene at the end of the store and then left so there are like these sightings that like she's not well and again i like uh, you know they said that she was like on stage dementia they said that like she wasn't able to walk on her own and even in the videos that you see her where you know, she's not doing anything but walking and saying hi to the fans. She doesn't like look sturdy on her feet. Um, and then this all of this, like a lot of this brings into question, like her not having access to her money. Um, they are saying that there are people in her life that could be potentially taking advantage of her. And so at first hearing that she didn't have access to her money, I'm like, that ain't fair. But after seeing these videos, I definitely think the courts should be involved with uh, her and taking these large sums of money out because clearly she's just not in her right state of mind. Then in the midst of all of this, she has posted videos to the Wendy Williams Experience Instagram, basically saying the show is coming. And even in the videos, it don't seem like Wendy is herself. Mm-hmm. And it's just sad Ugh. because it's like, I don't want to believe these reports when like all these reports of her, like, you know, whatever they're saying. I'm like, no, that ain't Wendy. Wendy good. Wendy good. Wendy good. Wendy good. But baby, when you, it's that one video of her in the car for me, that's just like, and again, I don't, we don't know. It, we don't know if she is abusing drug or drugs and alcohol. We don't know if like, she really is just having a mental breakdown. We don't know if it, it we, we just don't know. But what we do know is that, she doesn't look well. And it for me, it makes it hard because it's like, I want the Wendy Williams Experience podcast. I would live for it. But like, I don't know, like, if I could fully support it knowing that she just, like, I, like, I don't know. Like, and for me, it's just like, I've been following Wendy for two decades now. And it's like, I know when I hear Wendy and she back. Um, and it's just like, I just haven't seen it. And it's just really sad. Yeah, it's it is very sad. I um I don't know, man. It's it, it's uh, we don't know. We don't know. It to me it could be any number of things. It could be that she is back to using. It could be that um she's having a mental breakdown. It could be a combination of both. It could be a mental breakdown due to the years of using. Um, which would also explain the physical symptoms. It could, all of this could be because of what she's put her body through over the past few decades. Um, we, we, we just, it's a cocktail of all of it. I'm pretty sure, but we have no way to know. It's just sad that this is the way that she is going to Mm. quote unquote, go out. Who knows? Maybe she does have a comeback. Maybe she finds herself back in rehab and is able to, to 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 get back on the wagon you know addiction is a lifelong journey it is a it is it's you you're never really done being an addict so she could be in a really nasty phase right now and she could come up out of it and be more strong than she was the last time i i hope that that's the case but one thing remains clear is that she is not in any position to be 
on any one show, even if it's just a podcast of her own volition. Like, it's just not, it's not, it's not time. You obviously need to take care of yourself. You're out with this random man that nobody knows who it is. I just hope that her son, once again, I feel like, oh, it's just like all about the kids. Are the kids all right? Damn it. Mm-hmm. You and know? for a while, he was kind of like her caretaker. And for a while, like, you know, we there were reports that he was like, he is being very stern with his mom and saying like, hey, I'm not going to be around you until you get yourself together. And, you know, he was like, when we the clips that we ha- have seen prior to this of Wendy were the clips that the son was releasing of like her and at the beach and like being healthy and, and with her. So it's like, I don't know where the son is. And then there are also reports that she's claiming that she got married. Yeah. It's there's reports that she's calling around telling people not to be on Sherry's show. Like she's, it, it, there was, it, it's, I just feel like we, every month we get more and more, uh, tea about like how all of this went and it's like reports from a Hollywood reporter saying oh they were all on a Zoom call to sort of like debrief when the decision was made that she was not going to come back and even on that Zoom call Wendy was like being delusional saying like oh oh I'll be back with you guys real soon don't worry I'm on my way back and they're like girl no you're it's 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 done it's, it's done. canceled it's done um and let me say this about Sherry Shepard it's no disrespect okay oh oh okay <laughs> I, I like Sherry Shepard. Um, I, di- I wasn't, I didn't watch The View while she was on, um, but I've, you know, I've seen all the clips and everything and I've, I've seen her as she's returned and I think that she has a lovely energy, a lovely personality and all of that. But like, if they are, if they were looking for someone to replace Wendy, because that, let's be honest, like, they're calling it the Cherry Show. They're doing a whole rebranding, but it's Wendy's time slot. It's when, this is, you're, you're replacing the Wendy Show, Okay. It's not her gig. <laughs> and she yeah. knows it's not her gig. And, she, and she's been very vocal. She says, like, look, let's be one. Like, let's be clear. I am not a mean person at all. Like, all of my critiques are going to be, they're going to be about joy and kindness and laughing and all that. And that's great. But that's not the Wendy Williams show. <laughs> and right, So if you're and, looking for a Wendy Williams replacement, you're not going to get it with Sherry Shepard. So I just need to let that go now. Well, right. And I think that the issue is, and I, my heart goes out to Sherry because one, this is a wonderful opportunity for this black queen. And like, you know, let's commend her for her years of work that have led her to being right. being Definitely able to have well this deserved. like yes but and again I think that this is like it's she's in such a hard spot because like right you're not going to replace Wendy nobody can replace Wendy Wendy is Wendy uh but I I I I just hate the fact that Will the show fail? I don't know. I hope not. But again, I think that the issue is a lot of people are going to be tuning in in the essence of the Wendy show. And what I just hate for Sherry is that, like, I don't feel like she's going to get a fair shot that you have to win over. Right. Because it's like, you know, I'm sure there there is space for a Sherry Shepard show. It's just like the way in which that it is like you're getting it out of the shadow of the Wendy show. And I think that it's like, and that's a formula that will not work. Like, and I just hope that people give her an opportunity because it ain't going to be the Wendy show with the Sherry show. And maybe people can fall in love with the Sherry show and like, yeah. And and I want her to, and I want, and I exactly. And I want her to be able to be Sherry. I don't want her to, I'm sure that there probably is like a little bit of pressure for her to be like, Oh, well, do I have to like get like a little messy? Do I have to, do I have like, no, it's like, girl, no, do you, don't try to be Wendy. Do not let do not let the fans try to make you be this shady character. Like you don't need to do that. That was Wendy's gig and Wendy was great at it. Like we all loved and hated her for it, but like she was Wendy has the gift of gab and it mm-hmm. is a it is a rare I think that people underestimate how 
rare it is for you to be able to sit up there for an hour and just talk, 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 and be as engaging and 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 as charismatic as you are. Like it is like that is a hard job, and those are big shoes to fill. And she has a lot of expertise. Sherry does. She's been she's she was a who was a co-host on the View, so she she has the chops. It's just not gonna be what Wendy was giving, and I do hope that at least Wendy's fans are able to recognize that and be like, okay, well, let's give her a shot. And you're right, though. It is. It's. It's going to be a little tough because it's in Wendy's time slot. It's on Wendy's channel, so that's the demographic that you have to. It'd be different if you were starting out new somewhere else, but because you're in this position, it's like it's the same set. <laughs> like I think the title card is in the same damn font as the Wendy Show. So like, so it's like it's the Wendy Show. Like so, I'm just yeah. like, mm, I hope. Yeah, I, I wish her well. Uh, yeah, so do I. I mean, will I tune in? Probably not, but I'll catch the clips and I like, you know, I'll read the comments online. But yeah, I I I, I do wish her well. But um, it's just sad to see uh, all the things going on with Wendy. But listen, here at the Casual Tea, we will keep you posted. And then the last thing uh, that I want to cover is like, you know, the inception of the Casual Tea was giving us updates on Big Brother. So like, what's the tea? What's going on this week oh, in the God. Big Brother realm? Oh, Amon. God. I don't even remember where we left. Oh, well, I don't even I mean, know where to begin. You could just give us a recap of what's going on this week. <laughs> okay. All right. So, y'all, it's 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 going to be a rough one. We're, you know, we're... Has been, it gotten any better? Has we, it gotten oh, any Oh, yes. Better? Okay. It has definitely gotten better. All of the people, well, not all of them, but most of the people that were ragging on Taylor have left the house. Paloma got her ass up out of there. Pooch got his ass up out of there. Amiri got her ass up out of there. Nicole got her ass up out of there. Finally, Daniel got his ass up out of there. It was literally the per- the like the perfect pre-jury of almost any Big Brother season. I can pretty say that. I can say that like pretty confidently. Now we are going into this twist where that they are pretty much playing Survivor for the week. Um, the house got split in two, two separate games happening at the same time. Meaning two HOHs, two power veto competitions. Oh. Two people are going to end up leaving the house in a double eviction next week. Um, or this upcoming week, rather. Uh, Terrence won HOH for the outside. For the inside, Michael won HOH, which, which I think makes this his sixth competition that he's won in this entire season. Um, Michael, they got to, they got to choose the people that they wanted on their side, which I think was the wrong way to do this twist. They either should have made them choose their teams and then revealed to them that the twist was the house was going to get split or they should just not have allowed them to choose the teams. They should have just said, yeah, yeah you guys are going to get split up. Um, you guys are going to be the HOHs and the people are going to be on the teams, uh, you know, based off of the order in which they got eliminated from the HOH comp, like anything other than letting them choose their teams. Like that's the worst thing you could have done. Because you then you let them choose the targets, which is exactly what happened on Terrence's side. He chose Joseph. He to- chose Turner. He chose um, the the showmans and Kyle and Alyssa. Kyle beat Joseph and Turner to the punch in pretty much ratting out the alliance that Terrence was left out of, blaming it on Joseph. So now Joseph and Turner ended up on the block. Terrence won the veto. It is most likely Joseph that will be eliminated from the outside. Michael has the Michael took um, had the inkling that maybe getting out Monty would not be a bad idea, but they ultimately have made the decision that they're going to stick with the Leftovers Alliance. And so he put up Jasmine, he put up Monty. I believe, uh, I think Monty 
either my, Michael or Monty won the veto. I cannot actually remember. Either way, Jasmine is still going to be the evicted house guest on that side, being that she is not in the leftovers. Now, what's really going to be interesting is once Thursday comes around and all of them come back together, we've already heard on the feeds that Monty and Taylor, like, if there's any reason that Joseph is the one that gets put up and not Alyssa, we, Kyle is done. Kyle is where we're never going to trust him again. So Joseph is indeed going to be the person that gets evicted on Thursday. They're all going to come back together. And Taylor is going to be devastated when her best friend in this house is gone. So the game is really getting ramped up again. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens, especially since both Kyle and um, everyone can pretty, everyone that's going to be heated with each other can pretty much play for the HOH. Um, Kyle can play. Monty can play. Taylor can play. So it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top. Um, and yeah, we're going to go from a final 10 to a final eight in a matter of a few days. And a lot of fans are upset. The feeds have been down for the past 15 hours because there are people that have gone over to CBS studios and brought megaphones and loudspeakers to try to signal into Terrence. Hey, you're making the wrong decision by putting up Joseph and Turner. You need to use the veto and get Kyle out. Um, uh, if you are a Big Brother fan, you know that there is a long history of people coming over to the studio. Wall crawling. Yep. And yelling all sorts of things um, or at least purchasing planes with banners on them to oh, fly God. over the house so that, the t- that they can read stuff. It's a long, long history of people trying to affect the game. So as a means to punish us, they have cut the feeds for the past 15 hours. I've been having a lot of fun with it on Twitter. I think it's kind of hilarious. I do think that wall yelling ultimately hardly does anything. It never does what you want it to do because they can either never really hear it. They misconstrue what was even being said, and then it might end up backfiring on whoever you're trying to save. So to me, I'm just like, yeah, all right, you know what? Go ahead. Wall yell. Do it. Do it. If y'all want us to be sitting here feedless for the past, for the next two days, fine. Go ahead and do it. Like, let it all burn. That's kind of where I'm at with it because it's not going to change shit. Joseph is going to leave the house and the game is, the game is going to go on and we're just going to have to deal with whatever we have to deal with. We lose our faves every season. We've been eating good for the past five evictions. Now we're at a point where we're going to have to start losing people that we like. It just is what it is, guys. You need to get over it. And that's where we're at. <laughs> and furthermore, Joseph, like, he really did not play well. This, this entire situation, he should have been the first one to go up to Terrence and be like, oh, you know, you, know, you got to put Kyle and Alyssa up. Like, they're a showman. They're always going to choose each other over you. Like, you do not want to go to the end with a showman. Get them up. But no, he kind of just sat there and, like, sort of let Kyle do this. And what's insane is that you guys are outside the entire time. You're out in the open. You can easily see that Kyle is talking to Terrence. What do you think he's talking about? Because it's certainly not about putting his showman's up and having her get sent home. So doesn't that, th- don't you think that that means that it's you? And they are still on the feeds. Before the feeds got cut, they are still talking to one another, saying, oh, well, you know, Terrence won the veto, so maybe there's a way that we can still get Alyssa up. Talking to Kyle about this as if Kyle is still on their side. You are on the block. Why do you think that Kyle is still on your side? Oh, my God. I didn't want to get heated like this. <laughs> uh. I love it. This is the dose of a big brother that I live for. The casualty from Aman. Yes, I feel like I'm caught up. Now I'm going to have to follow up with you on Thursday to see the tea. Uh, but yeah, listen. Thursday's going to be some mess because I don't, I'm not sure how they're going to do it. I don't, I, they said that the whole thing is going to play out you know, entirely separately all week long. So I think we get another two hour show on Thursday, I think. Oh. So I think up until like, I don't, like up until the eviction, I think 
one eviction is going to take place outside. The other one's going to take place inside, I guess. And so they're literally not going to know what happened on either side until after the evictions take place and they're going to come back together. So that's going to be interesting. I hope that they put those feeds right back on. They really should just throw them right into the next HOH competition. Like, don't even give them a chance to talk. Like, it's kind of like how they do it on Survivor, right? Like how the, the tribes come back together and you're right back into the comp. Like, I want them to do that for the HOH comp. So like, while everyone is frazzled, I'm like, what the hell? Where's Joseph? What did you do? I just, I want to see all of that happen. So it's going to be good. Okay, that sounds juicy. I might have to tune in. But listen, Aman, we appreciate you so much. It's been a while since we had our casual tea. But listen, I feel like your teacups should be full from this week. Yeah, I got a lot today. Yes, casual episode. And I love every bit of it. Before we go, Aman, let the people know where they can follow you and what you got cooking up over there in the Mon world. You can follow me everywhere at Amon Adwin. As stated before, yes, I'm over there on RHAP covering all things Big Brother 24. I also frequent Twitch. Um, I'm going to be returning to reading some Harry Potter on Monday nights. Yes. If you are a fan of the Harry Potter series and you like a little bedtime story, come let me uh, soothe you into a wonderful rested Monday night sleep. Yes, we love it. Thank you, Aman. And this has been your casual, 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 casual tea. You won't sip my tea. (laughs) You won't sip my tea. (laughs) Ah, you are crazy. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be What y'all know about this song? I just, I'm just curious, Purple Pants Posse. Last night, I, okay. Well, that is Can We Talk, Tevin Campbell. And it is no secret that Tevin Campbell is this week's Freak of the Week. Tevin Campbell recently opened up about his life and his career in a way we haven't heard the 90s heartthrob speak before. In a candid conversation on the People Everyday podcast, the R&B singer talked about his career as a child star in the 90s, being an R&B sensation uh, with, you know, his number one album, Tevin, in 1991, I'm Ready, in 1993. You know, he talked about how he had no idea that he would become so such a huge superstar and he felt as though his record label and at the time to sell R&B music as a black man you had to be a a sex symbol a heartthrob and Kevin really felt as though that wasn't necessarily him on the podcast he openly came out for the first time publicly saying that he was a gay black man and he felt it was important for him to talk about it however he says that he has been open with his family 
really since he was about 19 years old and he felt as though he was himself around his friends and family and didn't feel the need to talk publicly about it because in the 90s and early 2000s that it it wasn't society wasn't how it is today. And, you know, people have long speculated about Tevin Campbell's sexuality. And, you know, he always shied away from it. This summer recently, he kind of, with a post and delete, he wrote on Twitter, Kevin, Tevin Campbell is dot, 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 and put a rainbow sign. And then hours later, he deleted the tweet. However, Kevin just felt as though, you know, he wanted to live in his truth and be open with his fans. He feels like it can inspire and encourage other people. And, you know, here on the Purple Pants podcast, we love for people to live in their truth. And I just love the fact that, you know, Tevin being a 90s singer growing up in that era, you know, I can only imagine what it was like. But I'm so happy that he is walking in his truth, which he already has been to his close family and friends. And we don't owe it to anyone to come out publicly. Uh, as long as you're secure, secure in who you are, then it's fine. But I think that it's a huge step for him to come out. Um, and I just I love it. And I just love the fact when people live in their truth at times, we have to play play these roles, put these faces faces on for society. And it's just so draining in the casual tea. Aman and I talked early in the podcast about Luther Vandross. And I always wonder like if Luther was still alive today, I wonder if he would be comfortable uh, sharing his truth. And again, I just think it's so important for queer especially young black queer men to see positive representation of other black queer men i can't stress it enough now of course it is just representation is in general but i speak from personal experience of the harm and the trauma that you can endure by not seeing positive representations and so every time that i meet fans or i meet people and they say that they are living in their truth because they see me living my free life i when i tell y'all it make me want to bust out and cry one I, I it's hard for me to imagine that i am someone that people look up to or uh can get inspired by and that's just me being honestly but uh i just think it's just so important and which is why it's uh, the main core of my platform is to be who you are. And so I just wanted to commend Tevin Campbell for walking in your truth. It ain't never too late. It ain't never too, listen, be who you are and speak your truth. And if Tevin Campbell is this week's Freak of the Week, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing episode. I appreciate the pussy for allowing me to live and walk in my truth and supporting your baby boy as you always do. It does not go unnoticed notice and I thank you so much. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts. Go ahead and look for the Purple Pants Podcast. Hit subscribe, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars, and don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, and that is the casual recap, because it's a it's a 
It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.